Introducing Death Star World, two play sets in one, new from Star Wars Micro Collection line. Fourteen die-cast figures and action poses included. The Death Star Escape has an elevator and a cannon that explodes. Wow! It connects the Death Star Compactor. It's you and me, Ben Kenobi. What's this? Oh, no! The wall! Run for it! Beat it! Death Star World from Star Wars Micro Collection line. Play sets also sold separately, figures included. New from Kenner. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys Podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys from the past, the present, the future. My name is Jason, and you're listening to episode number 58. Joining me tonight, as always, from iGrubStarWars.com, the OT curmudgeon Tom. Hello, Tom. Good day. From That's it. <laughs> from Bendoms to the Black Series, he collects them all. Our good friend Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hey, it's good to be here once again. And from, from ForlomDeZuckus.com and Toy Run, Jake. Hey, Jake. Uh, hello there. I'm showing up all die-casty tonight. <laughs> That's right. You're always die-casty. <laughs> After quite a break, we're getting back to some vintage toys. And one of our regular vintage guests we have from Star Wars Action News, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Hey, guys. It's great to be back. You know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I last time I remember being on the show, we were talking the Force Awakens teaser trailer a little bit. And was that like November of 2014? It might have been. Wow. I think it was like 35 that you were on. Oh, that would be about the right timing then. Well, hey. Awesome to be back, guy. Uh, uh, be yeah. back on the show. Thanks for having me. We have uh, not we have not done many vintage shows in the last year and a half. We just kind of which is a mistake, uh, according to <laughs> all of our listeners. That's right. Amen. We regularly get emails saying, <laughs> "When are you going to do another vintage show?" So there's been is. a little thing called new movies. It's been a little distracting, right? <laughs> yeah, and new screw and, screw modern and move that to toy run. And, oh, and come new, on, new new babies. New, that's been my babies. Been well, my that's yeah, that's yeah, you know, that's you uh, that. that's a big one. <laughs> and yeah, and to clarify, Ryan's got a wedding, right? To clarify, new movie. Oh, come on, right. that one's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> everything about uh, everything about the new one looks right to me. It just looks right. Yeah, you optimistic. Yeah, uh, all the pictures that I've seen. You know, it looks looks great. All the costumes just look right where they should be, and it looks good. This is going to be like a Star Wars movie with not a lot of family drama, maybe? No, no. I think there's going to be a lot of action and a lot of, a lot of characters that, of course, we're never going to see again. Which is just like a lot of sci-fi action movies, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jason, this is going to have... This is going to have family drama. It's just not the Skywalkers, right? Well, at least one Skywalker's in it. That's true. But the Urso trailer looks like they're the problem childs in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Tom, when you say you like everything or it looks right in this, are are you down with the changes to the Stormtrooper helmet? I don't think it's going to be anything huge. Uh, The Stormtrooper helmets that I saw look okay. And I'll just accept it for what it is. It's fine. Uh, so I kind of like the threw... idea that they they went away from the decals to making it like real um, stuff on. Yeah, the but you're not gonna you're not gonna notice that when you're when yeah. you're seeing them like that. I don't think it matters. 
I was just seeing people posting online that it was a travesty or something. So. Oh, God, here we go again. Yeah, I, I think needed, I, don't, I needed the OT curmudgeon to, to bring I don't it. think you're even going to notice that stuff, really. I mean, the, the finer details of the Stormtrooper helmet really aren't going to be noticeable. So whatever they do to them, it's going to look pretty much the same on screen. That's what I think. You know, I, I think if Tom is going to get behind it, everybody else just needs to back off. See, he'd be on the front. He'd be on the front lines attacking, right? Right. From an, from an OT or something. Come on, yeah. If, if, After if, a while, just, the, uh, this this can't last, Jerry. After a while, I'm just going to go. I don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> just, screw it. I know it's scary. Tom's Tom's waiting for Rebels season three. He's excited about Rogue One. We might be turning a corner here, Tom. And those are all technically prequels to the OT. <laughs> yeah, this is a prequel, actually, right? Yeah, the, well, this is a prequel in the right direction. See, this yeah. is uh, a prequel before the prequel, after the prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a post-prequel? <laughs> it's a pre-prequel. No, it's a post-prequel. Yeah. It's a post-prequel. Is it a exactly. prequel sequel? A post It's a prequel oh. sequel. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there like a video game borderlands that had the uh pre-sequel uh pre-sequel or uh, uh as one of their expansion packs the the pre-sequel or something that's Don't a possibility that, yeah yes <laughs> all right so last time jerry we had you on we kind of finished out the empire strikes back three and three quarter inch scale vehicles and play sets um and before we move on to return of the jedi we've decided we're going to talk about the uh, Star Wars Micro Collection. And I think most of the Micro Collection was released in 82 and early 83. I think that's kind of the era that the, that these play sets and vehicles were released. That sounds about right. Yeah. Because and, when the Revenge of the Jedi little flyers came in your toys in early 83 they advertised that there was going to be more micro collection coming with the new movie yeah and they had some they had some planned that just didn't follow through with um and for people who aren't familiar with the kenner star wars micro collection it's a collection of play sets and vehicles that were um scaled uh, much smaller than the three and three quarter inch vehicles and play sets and they came with figures that were made of die cast metal and were, were any of the vehicle parts die cast metal or were the vehicles all plastic i actually don't own any of the vehicles only the play sets i think it was half and half if i remember correctly no no they the have vehicles... the tie fighter next swing and they're plastic all plastic oh they're all plastic wow yeah, yeah vehicles yes. are all huh. plastic the... maybe i was i'm just thinking of the, the what was the other ones the die the die cast yeah. ones yeah, okay, yeah. these are completely, completely different, right. different beasts. These are different from yep. the Kenner okay. diecast. My bad, my bad. These are different bad. from the glue micro machines. They're... These are roughly, unlike the diecast line, these are roughly all in scale with each other, with the, of course, the exception of the Falcon. Um, but yeah, these are all, these are all in scale, and yes, only the figures or figurines, whatever we want to call them, are uh, diecast. All the uh, bases and accessories and vehicles are all normal Hasbro plastic, you know. Uh, the hmm. the the Hoth bases feel a lot like the three and three quarter Hoth base in material. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, okay. One thing I noticed them, um, I I have um, a bunch of the play sets and I moved them from the vintage room I have uh, over into the studio recording studio that I have in the basement and they all fell apart and 
pieces went everywhere, and this must have been a nightmare for kids to play with. I think. How do you How do you mean fell apart? Like I picked up the 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 Death Star set, the uh, Death Star Escape set, and okay. everything went. All pieces of it went every which way. Like it, like it the looks cannon like cannon and the tractor beam and, and the side thing fell off and the so elevator. to me this looks this this fe- these feel more something that you set up and look at and never play with. But you know I didn't play with them as a kid, so maybe some of you did, and I'm just wrong about that. I think when I was a kid, I I know I saw these and I went, nah, oh. <laughs> Look at these Star Wars figures over here. They're way cooler. I think I'll just grab these. <laughs> one of my it's just me. One of my memories of I don't remember uh, anybody owning these, but I remember um I think it probably was early 1983 seeing um tons of these on clearance at uh Rogers Department. I think it was Rogers Department Store in Michigan. Just tons of them box after box on clearance and i just remember praying that i wouldn't get these for christmas because i knew they weren't in scale with the other stuff i with the other star wars figures i had and i just didn't want them i think we've discussed this before and yeah. i i i'm gonna agree with you jason i just <laughs> these are uh these are the death throes of the vintage line early on no See, i'm, I'm not, the opposite and i'm not surprised I, I... this line got canceled I nope. loved this line as a kid. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I played with it loads. Uh, but I think I have an affinity for smaller things because, like, when the Micro Machines came out, I was all in on that line. I Later on, years later, I liked the Mask line, which was smaller figures. So I kind of like things where you can build scenes and get a lot of little people or uh, scenarios involved. I love this. But I do think that I got a majority. I, I only had – I had the whole line except – the uh, three big vehicles growing up. So I had everything else. And um, I think it was only the um, on clearance did I complete the line. So it was definitely in that 83 time when they really went down to nothing that I was able to get everything. Hmm. Yeah, the vehicles seem harder to find on the secondary market than the uh, play sets. They are. There was a while you could get the playsets not that long ago for pretty cheap, and that's yeah. when I collected most of them. But yeah, um, I, I had one set as a kid, but I don't really remember playing with it. I lost the figures for it, but uh, I still have. See, the that's that's itself. the thing. This is something you can't take out with your friends and play um, out in the backyard because it's half the stuff is gonna not come back on the first outing. Right. Oh yeah. The, these things, these things do not hold up well, especially the diecast figurines. Jerry, I think you said you had some as a kid. I had all of it. All of it. You're wow! 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 wow. Awesome. You See? had all the vehicles, all the play sets, the build, build your army. Yep. Mail away. Mail away. Yeah, yeah. Your figures are probably then like mine there's a fair amount of chips in those diecast figures oh yeah right? there there are no survivors i mean in terms of like <laughs> everyone's chipped up uh, in yeah. fact i mean we can get into this as we go but in fact i you know in the early 2000s went back and reacquired everything just to have good minty versions of them because nice. i would say throughout 1982 this is the only thing i played with that's how into this I was. I love the fact that I had an ion cannon. I love the fact I had a real freezing chamber and that, you know, I, I could create these glorious settings and scenes with them shrunk. 
I mean, as much as we all love the Death Star playset Kenner made in 78, it didn't look like a Death Star. You know, that trash compactor didn't look like the one in the movie. I mean, use your imagination. That's what we did in the 70s. But, like, wow, that that trash compactor playset had a lot of the, the right elements to it. And the ion can, I mean, I thought, I thought, I thought it was all glorious. Mm-hmm. I have to say, as a collector now, going back and getting these, it's like I really wish – you could take some of these and blow them up to three and three quarter inch scale. Because things like that Bespin freezing chamber set would be awesome for three and three quarter inch figures. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, after seeing uh, Jake sent us a picture of his uh, of his micro display, and it just looks it looks impressive, but man, it yeah. it really does look great. But oof, as an adult, I just, can appreciate yeah. these. I think yeah, they look, yeah. They look great. As a, as a kid, I wanted nothing a, to do with this. Yeah, as a kid, me too. I said. Uh, Bring me some more figures. <laughs> right, Bring so, me more figures, mother. <laughs> so let's let's uh, let's just kind of do a rundown of what was actually offered um, in '82 and I guess early '83. Um, the first thing on our list is the Death Star Escape and the Death Star Trash Compactor, and these were also offered. These are two playsets that were also offered as uh, a two pack that included both, called Death Star World. Um, it's interesting that in 82, they were going back to the first movie, which is something they really didn't do with the three and three quarter inch line very often. Um, uh, Jerry, since, uh, you had all of it, what were your, what are your thoughts on these two sets? You know, uh, like I said, the trash compactor I thought was, was great. I love the way you had that blast door. Um, and, and the trash compactor, you know, you had that like that corridor they're in that was the right shape and everything just worked really well. The the other half, the Death Star Escape, admittedly, that to me was kind of like a set piece. You know that you're you're right. That's one that that didn't hold together very well. And, and if you really look at it from a certain angle, you're like, wow, that that is sort of a shrunken version of the three and three quarter inch Death Star in terms of the uh, well, it's got three levels it's got the little tack on um tractor beam it's got the little uh gun that sticks out the side there's a lot of ways that you look at that and say okay that's just the three and three quarter inch but then you attach it to that trash compactor and i always uh, probably 90 percent of the time I, I was using my falcon i was using it with this death star playset in fact jake in your picture i think it's perfect because it's parked right outside the uh that that blast door were uh, Obi Wan and Vader fighting, and I loved it. I, I, again, I played I played with all of these all the time, and I thought that trash compactor set was was certainly the anchor of that. And the other one was just kind of there. It has the uh, the the Death Star Escape has a, <clears throat> an interesting little feature. It kind of has the the rope that Leia and Luke <laughs> swing on, but yep. it's this weird kind of it's like this clear <laughs> plastic. Um. I don't even know what to call it. Like a little, it, it's got like the two, two little U shapes for you just to insert the yeah. figures in there. And I've been trying, and, and those, I've been trying to get Luke and Leia attached to it at the same time. You can do it, but it's it takes a little bit of work. Tough. Yeah. Now the the nice thing about the escape place set that was the only way to get Luke and Leia or Luke anyway as, as farm boy. The yes. compactor set just had him as a stormtrooper. See, for that reason, you had to have the escape to get all the right you know the, the right versions of the character. Yeah, the the escape set definitely pales in comparison to the compactor set. It's almost a cheaper version because 
I think you had mentioned, Jason, that, you know, yours, you dropped it once and it fell in like a hundred pieces. Whereas the compactor set, that's one sturdy piece. And, you know, so I, I feel like it could have been two different designers that had to mesh their, you know, designs or I'm not quite sure. But one definitely feels a little cheaper than the other. Mm-hmm. One nice thing about both sets is that they do fill it out with a lot of nice uh a lot of figures come. I think both sets come with what about six 14 figures? for these total for, yeah. to, for, yeah, for like Death Star world, six. 14 figures total. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's nice right there. Yeah. You know, and it's stark comparison to what we get in micro machines today. The micro machines uh, today come with one or two figures for big sets like this. So, yeah. you know, 2016 is can't quite live up to what they were doing in 82. Yeah. And these were die cast. Yeah. Tom, I kind of think these sets, especially the Death Star set, would kind of fit into your focus a little bit. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking at the pig, uh, the pictures because I've, I haven't seen them for a while, and there's you, no doubt a lot of detail to these. And Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Go, your, go. Uh, your biggest challenge, Tom, would to only get this boxed because – Finding a minty mint loose set, I think, is probably the most impossible thing in the world. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, because like like we said, the figures chip. Um, yeah. I yeah. was meticulous about my foam, um, but there's a lot of foam pieces. I still have all of mine. And the unique thing about this foam, though, is that there is no degradation like the um, like the other foam sets, like from Dagobah or anything. This is clearly a different material. Are they uh, all? Is it all orange or is it different colors? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, all, it's orange. different colors, isn't it? It's not just all orange, nope. is it? Nope, all orange. No, all orange. Oh, okay. Huh. Interesting. It's a very uh, you know softer, uh, very different foam. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think Dagobah de- degraded worse than any of them. And I, I actually was looking at my the foam from my three and three quarter inch. Death Star about a month ago, and it's still intact. But if you were to really handle it, it, it would degrade badly. But you're, but but you're, Jake, you're right. The the orange foam is in really good shape. Maybe a little dried out, but doesn't doesn't feel like it would come apart in your hands. No. no. Um, Ryan, anything you wanted to add about this set? About um, I Death kind of Star agree World? with everybody said here. I, you know, going back and looking at this, it's it's almost an odd thing to sh- uh, put out there for kids when we already had. Uh, the action figures themselves, I almost want to say it seems more like something to hit for maybe older kids. Uh, maybe, more, yeah. Maybe wanting more more kids that were getting into models than anything, just with the size and everything and the detail they put into it, because they're really nice. But as kids, when we're used to taking our figures, putting them in spaceships, flying them around, giving them guns and all that sort of thing, it seemed kind of weird to try and play with this itself. I don't know. When you've got three and three quarters figure, three and three quarter figures next to these, this is a real hard sell, real hard sell. Yeah. By '82, the original Death Star playset was not in stores anymore, so I guess it might fill a void for someone who really wanted a Death Star set to play with. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I true. actually didn't see Star Wars in theaters until. Oh golly, I can't remember if it was late '81 or early '82. You know, one of those re-releases. So for me, this was very timely. The Death Star was still super fresh uh, for, for me, and uh, especially with that big gap between Empire and Jedi, it was to to me. I never questioned something from the first Star Wars movie of of, of 
showing up and, and filling part of that void. Mm-hmm. Another interesting thing about this uh, these uh, playsets and vehicles is the packaging. It's Star Wars Micro Collection. All the other products coming out were labeled like Empire Strikes Back, even no matter what movie they were in at the time, if they were in Star Wars or Empire, it was just Empire Strikes Back on the package. But it looks like they were making a an attempt to not um, not label this packaging in with any one particular movie, just kind of have an overall collection. Well, the packaging is very different, too, because instead of mm-hmm. the black background, it's that orangish red that they used for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- well, I think what was nice here, and we'll talk about it, of course, probably later on, is that this line meant to advance into, like, even Return of the Jedi. And so this was going to encapsulate what was then the three saga films, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's probably makes sense that why it was a micro collection, because it's going to span the three films, kind of like the Power of the Force line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I think one thing we should note, and I think I sent you guys a picture here, um, they had plans for one more Death Star set, and this one, again, was to be uh, Return of the Jedi, and it was going to be the uh, Throne Room set. They did a mock-up of it, but, of course, it never came to see production. Yeah. That was going to be a fairly big piece compared to uh, the two that were released. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's that's the interesting thing about the logo not being movie specific because yeah, they were going to go revisit death star, which would have been from Jedi. They had another Hoth piece ready to go. They had another, um, Bespin piece. ready. So they were really, you know, I, I, I often wonder if what other worlds they would have created. I mean, I think we saw, we've seen a lot of plans uh, for, for Jabba. I know we'll get to that later, but it, it was very, I think good packaging from uh, a shelf perspective that, that, these were so distinct with that red packaging. I, I recognize it instantly. And I don't think my parents, uh, I don't know if they actually just bought it for me for my birthday and for Christmas. Cause it was just star Wars period. Or if they actually knew there was something different and unique about it. Yeah. Um, moving on the, uh, the next play sets were the, uh, Hoth world play sets. Um, there was the Hoth iron cannon, set the hoth turret defense set the hoth wampa cave and the hoth gen generator attack and then much like the death star you could buy hoth world which included all the sets except they left for whatever reason they left off the uh hoth turret defense so the if you bought the big pack it came with the ion cannon set wampa cave and the generator attack um I actually prefer these Hoth sets over the Death Star sets, I think. Um, but, um, Jerry, go back well, to the you. Well, the Hoth sets... Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. All right. The Hoth sets gave us stuff that we didn't get in the three and three quarter, whereas the Death Star had a lot of the same elements. The, the Hoth sets for Micro Collection gave us the Ion Cannon. We never had that three and three quarter, as well as the, uh, uh, the Shield Generator and even the Wampa Cave. None of that wasn't three and three quarters this is kind of that unique set they gave us more of hoth than we actually got with the regular action figures mm-hmm. i think one of my, as of 2016 we still don't have either of those three i think True. one of my one of my favorite features is the uh, hoth wampa cave um i love the way luke hangs from the wampa cave i think it looks great yeah that was really cool and then they kind of 
replicated a little bit of the probot, how it's standing there, and you can kind of fling him off to represent him, you know, kind of what they did with the uh, three and three quarter line where you can blow it up. Well, here you can kind of fling him off like Han blew him up. And so, yeah, you know, they definitely were tapping into inspiration from the three and three quarter line. Right. The, uh, the, the probot that comes with the Hampa Wamp. The probot that comes with the Hampa Wampa. Hampa Wampa cave. He's actually not, it's actually not die cast. It's a plastic like i think it's one of the only pla- it's a yeah. plastic piece which is a good thing because it comes with a little uh it comes on a little launching uh mechanism launching base you kind of push your finger down and you shoot it in the air and maybe you find it maybe you don't <laughs> i probably would have lost it knowing knowing how many pieces i lost <laughs> me <when> too <laughs> would have headed right to the uh uh the heater vent yeah yeah you know one of the other cool things about the, all of these sets that the hot set i'm looking at here is that it's all modular. It all can connect together, which is something, mm-hmm. as collectors, we're still asking Hasbro for that sort of thing today. And they put out a lot of Hoth sets for the regular action figures, but none of them connected together. I mean, you could set them next to each other and make it work, but these actually had pieces that connected to one another to make it one giant playset if you wanted. Yeah. And you could connect yep. them in different ways, which was yes. really really right. cool you know then you could orient them the back though you know what i always loved the other thing i love about the packaging is it always showed you uh, very easily how the sets could lay out and what all the features were and it just really really communicate everything to you I, I mean i stare at those boxes all the time as a kid i kept all that stuff and just looked at it and read through them and thought oh yeah hey i didn't i didn't realize that figure that particular rebel soldier that rebel commander would fit in the turret like that so it was uh, it, it really added a lot to it Mm-hmm. Um, again, like the Death Star, like the Death Star sets, these come with a lot of uh, a lot of diecast figures. I think the Hoth uh, World set came with eighteen, yeah. and that's not including again the turret set. That's uh, that's a that's a nice little offering. Yeah, and the turret set came with what one, two, three, four, like about I think being. Six figures, and uh, one of them is Luke on his uh, Tauntaun with his uh, arm extended to fire his blaster. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of liberty they took. Liberty they took on the Luke. Yeah, I don't think that happened in the in, in the movie, but well, Luke, that that yeah, the the Luke is kind of also run, uh, running. Um, oh, did Luke come? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. he came with the. Luke I have my display. I had my display. I had my display backwards. I had Luke on the um, the ion cannon and Han in the turret. Now I see that I have him backwards. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I don't like the Luke that uh, the Luke that's on foot that's kind of shooting as he's running away. Never liked that figure. Never liked the idea that Luke was running from something. Even though we ran out <laughs> of the Wampa game, but he never shot at him, right? Yeah, it seemed weird. All these other rebel soldiers are like poised and and prone and standing and shooting, facing forward. And here's Luke that looks like he's getting the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> Which set came with the uh, ATST? The, the, generator. the generator. Yeah. So I don't have that set. Um, what? Um, how does? How is? Is that a good? Is that a good rep? Uh, good vehicle? Is it well it made? Is. Well, I'll. Jerry could probably agree with me. 
it needs to be balanced very carefully because it's meant to explode. So the head comes away from the torso and the two arms come apart as well, or the two legs, sorry, come apart. So you got to kind of, you put a figure in it, it almost gets a little too top uh, heavy for its own good. What do you think, Jerry? Absolutely. I mean, the, the head is kind of balanced together with the lid, um, the canopy or whatever. So, yeah, if you knock it over, that head will come off that base and it'll split into the three parts. The the two legs and the uh, the, the, the base part of it will, would hold together fine. And it's, it's sturdy enough to be balanced, but if you're trying to really put it in an action situation and you topple it, off-balance it in any way, you're, you're probably going to lose the head. And I think I think it's intended that you and I I was never able to get this to balance, but there's a there's a there's a lever and a little button that I think you're supposed to try to balance the ATST on. If you hit that button, you knock it over and it's supposed to come apart. So, um, but it was cool in the sense that once you got it balanced and you you, you set it up, I think you know even just from a display perspective, it's a nice size. It looks really cool. I mean, I always wondered, man, what would have a what would an ATAT in the micro collection, what, what would it look like um, size-wise and everything? I bet it had been really cool. That would have been super cool. That would have been super cool. Um, the generator in itself is probably a little undersized, but it's um, got the feature as well as, like, the ATST attacks it, and it's got a little lever, and you can blow the generator apart. comes apart in three pieces, so... Do we really know, as far as the scale goes, what the actual scale of the uh, Hoth generator was? I mean, how big was that supposed to be? Was that supposed to be the big, the size of a, of larger than the Falcon, maybe? I mean, it must have been, right? I mean, the, if we're talking impression. about the real, real generator on Hoth. Um, is there not soldiers running in front of it when they target it through the AT-AT? So I, I felt like there was some reference where I was like, wow, that's big. But then again, you know, I mean, if it was tiny, why would you need AT-ATs to take it out, I guess? Right, right. Well, <laughs> I, I always wondered that. Now that I see this, it's, I mean, it's out of scale, sure, but yeah, just a just a weird question that popped into my head. And the ion cannon's probably, of course, undersized as well, of course. Yeah, from, right. From a die-cast micro figure perspective how big is that thing supposed to be in real life though yeah, i don't know star? <laughs> well no <laughs> but a good size big side of a hill <laughs> i mean it, the thing leveled a star destroyer right so it must be massive <laughs> yeah from from in space <laughs> yeah. from ground yeah <laughs> great great scene <laughs> the first transport is away um anybody else have any anybody else have anything else to add about the uh hot sets no nope they're awesome anybody ever play with them outside in the snow oh heck no i I never (laughs) took these outside bye bye (laughs) hope you enjoyed it kids (laughs) three and three quarter inch items yes but i never took the micro collection outside as an adult, I took them out and set them up in the snow to take pictures. Oh, that's that cool. Was about the I got, yeah. yeah. All right. All right, moving along, we have uh, Bespin World, and there are three place three place sets were released. The Bespin Gantry, 
the Bespin Freeze Chamber and the Bespin Control Room. And in these three sets were offered together in one set called Bespin World. And um, these are also, I, I really like these sets. Um, I only have one. I have the, uh, the uh, Bespin Freeze Chamber, and it is really cool. It has a little mechanism that you can lower Han down and pull him up in his frozen uh, carbonite block, which is pretty cool. There's even a cute little Lobot in there. Yeah, well, that's actually that's why I bought this originally, just to for the Lobot, uh, just for my Lobot collection. This was the first uh, micro uh, collection set I ever bought, and it is it is nice, and it's got Lobot uh, pointing, telling the stormtroopers, "This is my house. You're gonna leave now." And either that or he's doing an interpretive dance for Vader, which whichever one you choose. No, he's telling everybody to leave. I'm sure. Of it. <laughs> but he's not the doors anything. over there. And I didn't, could Lobot talk? He you just kind of just he gesticulates talk, he furiously talk, to but, the door. But if you look at if you look at the movie, you can see there's parts where his mouth is moving. You just can't hear him. And I think the deleted scene also has the deleted scenes from the Blu-ray set show him. Saying something, but you can't hear what he's saying. So you're gonna have to see that. It's debatable. According, to the, comic, according to the comic books, he talked a lot, almost too much. Huh? Yeah, he was a he was a normal dude. Yeah. And really? That's something that's, that's wrong. not the recent not right. the recent uh, Lando Calrissian comic book series from last uh, early this year, I think, early 2016. Um, Lobot talks too much, in my opinion. And it's wow. Can, it's canon, I guess. Yes. And he was Doesn't legitimately he, he like speak Lando's bestie. Yeah, Does Lando calls him with low. like a robot voice. No, at least no. Oh man, Lan- Lando Didn't calls him low. Did he have a lover or something too? I, oh, yeah. he, might he, had have. A, he had a lady. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, in my head, Lobot just belongs to Cloud City. Like he doesn't really. He's always there, no matter who's the. You know, administrator? Matter, yeah, matter, no matter who's the administrator, Lobot is always there as part of the security system. Well, that was old canon, right? I believe it was old canon that he was always assistant to the Baron, and he didn't like the previous Baron, and so that's how he kind of set up and helped uh, tip the hand for Lando to become or to adopt or win uh, Bespin. So I think that was old school yeah. canon where he, yeah, he was, he belonged to Amongst the clouds. <laughs> well, now, Jason, did you agree with the uh, the speaking of uh, Lobot that they had on the the official Star Wars site a number of years ago, where it was a bunch of electronic sounds? Uh there you go. It was all right. I don't know. Syncs <laughs> <laughs> with new canon. Um, another thing about the uh, the freeze chamber is that it comes with uh, Boba Fett, and you know, I'm not a huge Boba Fett fan, but I know there's lots of them out there, so that's got to be a pretty desirable figure. Is this the only way to get the uh, to get Boba Fett on the uh, micro yes. collection? They didn't do a Slave One. No, that would be cool. I'm though. surprised they didn't. But that's the best part about this set is the diversity of characters. I mean, it's not like in Hoth and Death Star you had. All these stormtroopers, a couple different versions of Luke in the same outfit, but different poses. A couple different versions of Han, uh, uh, of Han, Luke, Vader, just with 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 lightsaber one hand, lightsaber two hands. But in this one, you get 
the one Vader, two Stormtroopers, a Lando, the Carbonite block of Han. I mean, this this was probably the best offering of figures in this one set. Yeah, these then yeah, this is a nice set for figures. But there was no shortage of Vader or Bespin Luke in this set at all. <laughs> yeah, so the other two sets both um, both come with four figures. The uh, the the Bespin Gantry and the Bespin Control Room. They both sets come with four figures: two Vaders and two Bespin Lukes. On the packaging, I remember seeing these as a kid on discount, looking thinking that was weird that there were two <laughs> Vaders and two Lukes. This seems strange yeah. to me. No, they um, they definitely played up the Bespin Luke here. Um, the most unique one, I think, is the one where his blaster's drawn. I mean, granted, he does blast it at Boba Fett, but in that set, he didn't, on the gantry, isn't when he had Boba Fett, and they posed him against a Vader with his saber out. So would have been a cool cutscene, maybe, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry, thoughts on... Uh... And these other these other two sets. Well, I am particularly uh, particularly like the control room because that that little mechanism that tossed Luke through the uh, through the glass mm-hmm. actually worked pretty well. I mean, the springs and the in the toys and weird kids sometimes were pretty potent, and that thing would chuck them through that that glass. And in fact, I actually ended up losing one of those glass pieces, and uh, not not because Luke went shot shooting through it too hard or anything, but. I, I would do that all the time. I would always just see how far I could throw him through that. And I eventually lost one of those and fortunately was able to replace it later. But th- this was another set, these these three sets together. You could arrange them two or three different ways. And I always liked messing around with that. And I, I would love the way the control room, the gantry, those two could actually kind of form their own standalone, whether you had the uh, freezing chamber or not. And it flowed really nicely for, for, the, for the battle. And I think I think the the gantry could even split up and go on either side of the control room or something weird like that to where it yeah. uh, had a lot of flexibility. It was super cool. I, I, I love the Bestman a lot. Dude, I'm that's so funny you talk about missing one of the windows because I, too, as a kid, did that all the time and ended up losing a window. And I still, to this day, have not replaced it. <laughs> Oh, you know, it's funny. The one that I what I replaced it with was one that apparently was a very new, never used piece of glass. So or, I mean, it's clear plastic, of course, but like it is pristine and colorless. And then my <laughs> original one is slightly yellow. So admittedly, they look goofy together, but it's complete. That's awesome. <laughs> did you did you guys um when you were playing with these find it? Uh, challenging or not as fun that all the all the figures are pre-posed. It, bo- it didn't bother me because I had so many versions. Like I could have Vader just because, just like you said, I mean, a set came with two Vaders and two Lukes, so I could. I didn't mind them not being posable as long as I had the little figurine options. I, I had the 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 two versions where their where their blades were crossed, and then I had versions of them you know, a, a Vader talking to Luke on the thing and him kind of curled up with his missing his hand and had the little hook on there that you could put at the, the end of that uh, spire. I mean, it, to, to me, I never questioned it. Yeah, this is probably the first toy ever to feature a Luke and a missing hand, right? This probably wouldn't be. Yeah. Would they yeah. make what, Micro Machines, I think. Did they do a missing hand, Luke? I'm trying to rack my brain if they did. If oh, even, they did, I mean, even if they did, it was 
It was 10 years later, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. And if they didn't, it was, what, 97, I think, before we got... Did, did, did the Bendems have one with a removable hand? <laughs> no, no, they did not. Oh, missed, missed opportunity. Yeah, there was uh, there was more than uh, severed hands in that run for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm. Kenner kind of revisited the idea of these figures. Was it like 94, 93 with the Action Masters? Similar yeah. die-cast figures, of, yeah. you know, pose. About 95. Was that 95? Like I right because I think I think it shared power of the force type packaging at least it did later. But I think yeah. originally it, it had better packaging. They had good packaging. I just yeah, grabbed mine. It. It's got ninety four printed on the bottom. Yeah, then they yeah. re-released it with power of the force too, and the the packaging mm-hmm. suffered dearly. Well, the action masters came out, and it was also like Alien and Terminator and stuff like that too mm-hmm. on the right. same line. The best pen gantry was the, the actually the one set I had as a kid, and I always thought it was interesting. The, the big thing about the Bestman sets is. I really wish they'd done these in action figure scale, um, because all we got vintage-wise for Bespin was a cardboard playset, and they did such a great job on this. It's so weird that they did so much into the micro collection and so little for the regular action figure set. And even modern, we've only had one okay-ish um, Bespin uh, playset, if you will. And I would, like I said before, I'd love to see this stuff blown up into full scale for action figures. You know what's sure seemed their uh, their figure uh, playset uh, offering was definitely more focused on Hoth for Empire than anything else. It's strange because Kenner went all out on playsets during the vintage years for Star Wars, New Hope, Empire, yep. and even Jedi, but they never made a decent Bespin playset. There's that cardboard set, which is kind of cool as a backdrop. I like that set, but. They uh, it's surprising they never made a, a three three quarter inch uh, playset. I think that was more of a pack in for those uh, those four figures that came yeah. with. Really. Yeah, really. I mean, it was exclusive anyway. I mean, it was a, it was yeah. a Sears item, right? Right. That was that was actually for, one for that pennies. I had. That was looked really it. cool. I love that playset. <laughs> I mean, it was just a chunk of cardboard, but it was it still that, looked really great. That is an I interesting will. observation because when you look at the early Kenner toy catalogs in that era you know they had those the two pages for hoth and then you'd go the two pages that kind of represented bespin because it would show the slave one and the cloud car um the other things it showed was a millennium falcon which was of course just re-released for that movie and then the other thing in that that booklet was the that um um star destroyer playset that we we talked about once yes and those were the only items that were shown to represent the the non-Hoth versions, and then mm-hmm. you had the non-Hoth playsets, and then you had another couple pages that showed Dagobah along with all the role-playing items, you know, to kind of represent the, the Yoda toys. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're right, they 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 really just played off that. Hey, you've got the that uh, Star Destroyer playset, you've got a Slave One and a Cloud Car. You you'll imagine the rest, I guess. Yeah, the um, that yep. Star Destroyer playset that we all really loved. I remember we talked about that. Everyone was in agreement <laughs> that that was one of the best uh, playsets ever. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. it had that yep. that escape hatch, which I loved. I thought that was awesome, and I always kind of <laughs> used that for Luke to escape, like the commercial showed, the Kenner commercial showed. But it almost felt like that was supposed to be a a Bespin piece because when Luke, you know, jumps down the tunnel or whatever. I'm almost wondering if they took what what could have been tooling for uh, Bespin playsets and they put it into the uh, 
and the micro collection stuff since that was at that time of kind of where they were doing empire stuff um it seems so odd to have such a major place where things happened especially in the star wars realm and there was mm-hmm. barely any play sets for it yeah. you know i wonder if they're hesitant they were hesitant to make a bespin set because if you think about it there was a lot of environments on cloud city but you don't spend an enormous amount of time at any one of those environments, right? You have the docking bay, you have the, you know, the torture chamber, you have the, um, you know, the Lando sets them up in their, you know, hotel room or whatever it is. You have the control room, you have the gantry, you have the carving freeze, you know, nobody, you have the dining room. There's a lot of environments, but you don't ever really come back to them, right? You have the, uh, the Ugnot melting pit. I mean, a lot of different environments. Not one that maybe stands out. You know, I think the freezing wise. chamber would have been a good bet though, because that's, I was say, that, that was that would have been an easy. Not one, only yeah. do they yeah. freeze Han there, but that's also where Vader tries to trap Luke to freeze him. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, they they later later rectified that in Power of the Force two or Power of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I remember the exact mm-hmm. year. That was a a fan Power club. Of the Jedi. Power mm-hmm. of the Jedi, and yeah. you know that was actually pretty pretty decent, actually. But uh, yeah, no, the the freezing chamber would have been, I, I think, the obvious choice on that. That is, uh, I don't know if they just wrote it off because they had done the, the the paperboard version. Although we had the paperboard cantina and a regular cantina, so that's right. odd. I think that's the odd. I think yeah. the freezing chamber would have been a better um, choice than the Dagobah playset. I, I think the Dago Dagobah playset is pretty cool, but any place outside to me could have been Dagobah, like <laughs> easy to replicate in your. What you know. I used for uh, what I used for Bespin was uh, the uh, styrofoam packing of whatever my parents bought, as far as yeah. like a microwave oven or a TV <laughs> or something. Well, didn't that we all my... use those for bases? For yeah, everything? yeah, or that was my Bespin. That yeah. was my Bespin playset for sure. I remember making a huge cardboard Death Star playset. Around 1984, I think, right towards the end of playing with Star Wars toys, it was so much fun. Do you have any pictures of that? I wish. Oh. I wish I did. I just, you know, we, my family didn't take a lot of pictures. We just weren't a picture family. Well, in that time, so, you know, you took a picture. You know, it might be two months before you ever saw it. So. Yeah, and I, I, I doubt I could get my mom to waste. Uh, waste a, a shot on a big cardboard box <laughs> we were quite the opposite of my family i have pictures chronicling 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 chronic yeah. nope I'm gonna change that word up yeah jake it's chronicling teacher teacher stevens <laughs> it's dope. late it's late it's summer it's summer still i don't have to be educated <laughs> um yeah no she took pictures of everything everything yeah, I mean, if only we had cell phones back then with the the cameras, then Tom's website you know, would be overrun. That's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, if anybody's ever uh, curious to know about Jake's childhood, just go to igrowupstarwars.com, put in Jake, and there it is. Yeah. Every moment, I, every I, moment is documented. True. I feel but I don't have any uh, intimate bathtub scenes like Tom does. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I I had a few. Uh, pictures and this had an obi-wan on the uh, in the tub so i mean it doesn't it's not it's not naughty or anything it's just 
Jerry, do you have any pictures? I still want to re- on redo I- that picture. Jerry, do you have any pictures for iGripStarWars.com? You know what? I never thought about that, but I did. Uh, this is a little off topic of micro collection, of course, but I I had a one of those Kodak disc cameras, and I actually did use a couple of those little those little spinners worth of pictures to take photos of when I would set up my my Jedi Return of the Jedi Jabba figures, and oh. I did a whole Jabba playset with the figures. I put Luke and a Rancor in like a sink. And took pictures like he was in the pit, and they they actually turned out pretty good. I actually have them handy. I never I never actually thought about submitting them, uh, Tom, but I I'd be happy to do that. But I I thought they turned out pretty good actually. Well, I'll leave that up to you, but I'm definitely happy to. You never considered it. I'm, I'll leave that up to you, Jerry. How about that? <laughs> you should definitely submit them. It's not like you never heard the not like you never heard about the website until now. Um, but yeah, I, you I, never I, asked. No. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't feel I had to, but yeah, if you want to, for sure, Jerry, I'll take them. I am glad to. I'm cool. glad to add them to the collection for sure. All right, so let's move on from the play sets to the vehicles. Um, the first now these were all plastic, right? Yeah, except the figures wow. were the figures, yeah, the figures were die. Right, right, yeah, but yeah. the 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 yeah. toys plastic. Um. Okay. Personally, I never own, never did, and still don't own any of these. I'm glad to hear Jerry and Ryan and Jake do. Um, I have a question for you guys before we get into this, though. Uh, this is for Jake and uh, um, Jake. Now, I know that you guys, um, I know that you guys like the figures, but remember the Battlestar Galactica figures that fit into the uh, Cylon Raider and the Colonial Viper. Yeah. Those little guys that had very limited articulation. Now, Jake and Jerry, would you have would you have preferred these when you were a kid? Would you have preferred these to have some kind of articulation, or were you happy with just the way they were? You know that you know the Battlestar Galactica figures that yeah. that I'm talking about, right? They're about the same scale, sort of, maybe a little smaller. But would you have liked some articulation? Kind of like an action fleet was a few years later. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, on, on the on the actual pilots for like the X wing and the snow speeder and the tie fighter. No, I mean all of the play sets, like some kind of articulation. Oh, just any of them. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, never, when I, was a kid, I was never wanting. You know, but that made a difference, there. right? That's what I was gonna say. I never, I never questioned that. I never, I, I never. Huh. I never once thought about, hey, these should be articulated. Why can't I move them around? I, t- to me, it was all about having uh, a smaller scale to have a, a, a better representation of, of the of the sceneries in the background. I gotcha, Tom. Gotcha. Yeah, going back to Battle- maybe I'm focusing too much about the figures. Going back to so Battlestar, Jason- Battlestar Galactica, the yep. the fact that those two vehicles came with figures that weren't in scale with the three and three quarter inch figures and weren't posable made that whole line for me a no go. As a kid, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I didn't want any of it because it didn't match. It really? Oh, I didn't, well, yeah, I, I gotcha. I didn't like that those vehicle, the was Cylon Radar and the Colonial Viper. Right. The yeah, Raider. the figures weren't in scale with the vehicles they're supposed to go with, which really I thought was stupid as as a kid, and probably had a lot to do with why I didn't want the micro collection. 
Well, they on. were either 12-inch figures or these micro, micro, yeah. mini little figures that went came with the figures. I mean, that we came with the ships. So, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's the same way that I never complained once during the era of playing actively with Star Wars, that they, that they should have more articulation. And I didn't even complain in 83 or 84 or 85 when G.I. Joe was already out. I mean, I it, it just for something about it, it was Star Wars. It didn't matter what it was. You I'm know? with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, whatever we got was I was just elated to have it. So, mm-hmm. yep, sure. All right. Now we can all gripe and complain. But back then it didn't make a difference. <laughs> so now we're moving on to vehicles. They for for um, they produced a number of vehicles, um, but only two were for um, mass retail. The TIE Fighter. And the X-Wing, they both look like they have some crazy crack-apart action where they <laughs> crack apart. Uh, <laughs> and they have these, st- which I never even, I don't like even on the three and three-quarter inch, they have these stickers that show battle damage. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of battle damage stickers. That was a gimmick that they ran with when someone came up with that, and yeah, that if, was not uh, not good. If the stickers were more like color forms, where you could put them on and put them on and peel them off, maybe I'd like it better. But that would have been a better thing, yeah. 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 See, I, I never made that mistake with using those on the micro collection vehicles because of how I ended up not really liking them on the second release of the X-wing and the second oh. release of the Tie Fighter. So you were smart enough not to put them on. No, exactly. I, I for the micro collection, I'm like, okay, no, no, I'm not using these because huh. it'll kind of ruin it in my mind. And uh, it was because of the three and three quarter inch ones. I I never liked it. I put them on there because I was supposed to. I felt like I was supposed to. I'm like, well, crap. Now this thing's just always battle damaged, and that makes no sense. Right. Yeah. Did you have a choice in these, or was it always just battle damage? Did you have a choice for these two, this sticker wise, or did oh, they yeah, come yeah. with like you, these? You had to put them on. Yeah. Oh oh oh, that's a bummer. So, but you left yours off. The battle damage one. Yeah, nice, nice. And so, um, what do you think about this uh, Tie Fighter, the vehicle itself, uh, Jerry's? You know, one of the things I loved about it was the the, the scale in relation to the, the figure. It, you know, the wings were just to me. Uh, it, it seemed more like how the X-Wing should be, or I'm sorry, how the TIE Fire should be in terms of how big the wings are to, to the cockpit. Now, of course, it was a little uh, big, or I guess the Falcon was still a little small. The, the scale, the scales were okay, but I, I love the, um, I, I love the, the dimensions of the ship pretty nicely. Um, the, the thing about, and I can say this about the, the X-Wing and the Snowspeeder too, is that Crack apart action. I love that, by the way. I think I'll use that forever. That crack apart action that it has, the left. After you did that a few times, it left that little, that half of the wing that was supposed to kind of like flatten out, uh-huh. just was always loose. <laughs> One, you, yes. you did it a few times, and you crashed it a few times, and you, of course, when we're eight, we crashed them good, and um, yeah, sometimes they were, they just. Kind of stayed floppy. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the the Kenner um, 82 collectors catalog, the booklet that came with the that came with the vehicles at that time, and that uh, Tie Fighter wing looks pretty uh, 
pretty messed up. Is it both wings or just the one that really folds in? Oh, I, it, I, I think it's just the one. Hold on. The, the catalog picture mine. makes it look like the one really folds in more than the other. Yeah, I'll, I'll, only yeah, the, no. the, the one's left. got the, Yeah. Only the, the left one. And can yep. you... Can you, uh, do these, do these, uh, do the tie panels, do they, uh, eject like the three and three quarter inch? No. No. Hmm. It's, uh, Jason, you got to think, uh, it's not an O-ring, but it's along kind of the same concept, you know? There's a piece in there that can kind of pull out of where it's supposed to be. Is it rubber? No. It's 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 like a thinner plastic, yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Which, it's, uh. Which were yeah. very fragile on the snow speeder, but they weren't great on this this one or the X wing either. Hmm. Yeah, the uh, the the left wing folds in half and can kind of detach from its base, still connected, so it can swivel. And the right one just kind of swivels and detaches, but not all the way. It's still connected. All right. So kind of think of it like a GI Joe leg, how you can kind of twist and turn it, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a very blue oh. Tie Fighter. Are TIE Fighters blue? Good question. Blue, gray, white, what are they? Tom, what I color think is more of a bluish, think they were it's in a Empire? Bluish, bluish gray in Empire. Bluish gray. More, more on the gray side, but uh, not quite this blue. Yeah. yeah. That was definitely consistent with the TIE Fire they made for Empire. That had the yeah. Badge. It was it was super blue, but then by the time you got the Jedi, they're doing the, the Interceptor was gray, and then Power of the Force... Twelve years later, that tie fire was gray, and to me, I always felt like, oh, okay. When when ninety five came around, I was like, okay, they finally got it right because I, I never interpreted it as being this blue. Mm-hmm. Right. Blue. Yep, I agree. I think Han's coat is uh, is brown in the movie, but the action figure action figure should be green because that's why Kenner made it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start that again, Jerry. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Um, and the X-Wing also has this crazy crack-apart action. It's pretend yeah. to crash, the uh, the catalog says, pretend to crash X-Wing fighter on Dagobah. Now, I don't crazy remember... Crazy crack-apart action. Now, if you look at this, the, what they're showing on the catalog, because I don't have one in front of me, this X-Wing really uh, crashes. It really cracks apart into, like, three or four different sections. I don't remember that happening on Dagobah, but it was underwater, so maybe, maybe. <laughs> it's like it got a, a severely broken nose is kind of how it breaks apart. Well, before was, uh, before they left uh, Dagobah, uh, R2 was uh, welding the crap out of that thing. <laughs> says, uh, says, it breaks apart into three pieces. Reassembly is fast and easy because the parts are connected with a cord. And says, you yeah. can even crash your X-Wing during flight. By pushing a remote button. All right. Um, what kind of what's what's the deal with R two? Is he a removable figure or is he stuck in, stuck there permanently? He's molded. It's molded in. Mm. Yeah. Ryan, do you have these two vehicles? Ah, uh, yes, I do. Okay. I actually have a couple of X wings now, but <laughs> I think I picked them up at like a rummage sale type of thing. So I don't have the figures for it, but I have the vehicles. Oh. Well, and the odd thing about this, and I'm I'm looking at some pictures I don't have in front of me, but if I'm not mistaken, this one is not necessarily Luke's X-Wing. 
it looks like it only has the three stripes on it, and the pilot is actually just called X-Wing Fighter Pilot. So this isn't necessarily a Dagobah Luke Skywalker. This, in, in fact, if I'm looking at the sticker right, this this appears to be Red 3. Which is Biggs, right? Is it uh, Red yeah, or Rogue? Right. Is it Red or Rogue? Is it a Snow Pilot or a X-Wing Pilot? Red, right? It would be Biggs. Oh, now you're now, now I'm not sure. But Is it Rogue One? I think it's uh I think they copied the design on the three and three quarter inch, which has three. Yeah. Which would be thinking. Biggs if you're going by the movie. But it is gray like the Empire one, so. So are the X Wings grayer? And is the X Wing grayer in Empire than it was in uh Star Wars? I think there's I think there's a few shots like on Dagobah where it looks very gray. So I'm, I'm I think that's, that's just lighting. That's the lighting. Yeah, it probably line. is just like Han's coat. But, but you know. Luke, okay, so let's. I got to think about this. Luke, the X-wing that Luke crashes in Dagobah, that's the same X-wing that he used <laughs> to blow up the Death Star, right? Same chip. That's what I thought. I would think so. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> 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 That's uh, I, I, I always assumed it was, but do we have any reason to think it's not? Is there any, is there any structure? Is there any? Where you, where you get, where are you going with this, Jason? I'm just curious. Like, oh. so when you're in the rebellion, do you get a loner, you get an ex, you're an X-wing pilot. Do you get, to, do you take it home at night? Like, you know, if you drive, <laughs> you know. If you drive, you live on the next planet for a trucking company. You live on the next planet over. You can take your 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 work car home with you. Yeah. Do they track the mileage? Like, I mean, Luke goes off on some (laughs) tangents that have nothing to do with the rebellion, really. Well, it it all depends on how his lease was set up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, are they one? Like, especially when he goes to Dagobah for the second time by by Jedi, are they wondering, like, hey, where is where is that X, I mean, that's not his. You, you know, you know, Luke, uh, you, you, you. <laughs> we contracted you for uh, thirty, thirty thousand light years a year. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to pay. Extra. Or since he blew up the Death Star, maybe they just gave it to him as a gift. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's something to think Possible. about. If you know the answer to this, email us galaxyoftoys at gmail dot com. I'd love to know. Yeah, we'd like to hear about that. I'm sure, it's, like I'm hear, sure uh, there is right, some yeah, kind of okay. EU source that probably is not canon anymore that talked about this. Must have been. Well, if uh, if uh, we're following if we're following it back then, didn't uh, in in one of the books in one of the didn't uh, Luke crashes his X-wing? Was that he oh, like a splinter? Like, no, like wasn't he in, in a, wasn't he in a Y wing? Oh, Y wing. That's right. Him and Leia were in a Y wing that yeah. crash lands. Uh, there's a book. Mid- there's a, a book though. There's a, one of the Bantam, uh, or was it another? One of the story books. It wasn't the rebellious robot. It was the other one. Uh, I'll say I was thinking of Splinter. Weren't they in a uh, Y wing? Yeah, and Splinter. They're yeah. in a Y wing. Huh? Or you could go with the holiday special. That was a Y wing too. Right. Luke, Luke just didn't know how to drive that thing. <laughs> All right. So, well, Luke Luke is not that great of a pilot in Empire. I mean, he crashes twice in the movie, so. All right. So, three of you own these these two vehicles. Are you would you recommend someone picking these up? Jerry. 
I, of course, would, though, and to me, the microcollection in general is just like that kind of hidden, overlooked, unappreciated gem that I think any vintage collector should consider looking at, And but particularly, a lot of people just dig the vehicles, and we'll get the vehicles in all sorts of scales. I mean, we already mentioned Kenner's predecessor to this line with just those die-cast vehicles, and they have great detail, so so yeah, I, I, I think the... The, the, X, the X-Wing in particular, because of how iconic it is, if you're a big X-Wing fan, for instance, you got to have this. And Ryan, would you agree? Yeah, I, I would say if you just, if you're into X-Wings maybe, and if you want to do micro collection, I can't see you just going, I want one piece of the micro collection, I'll just buy this X-Wing for no reason, It's or the TIE Fighter. They're, they're cool, but I don't know, it seems to go with the micro collection stuff, so... Mm-hmm. I guess I go that route. Okay. Jake? For the record, I just discovered Rogue 3 is Wedge and what? Jansen. I thought... We were trying to figure out the X-Wings. Oh. Well, that's a Snowspeeders. Is that yeah, really but Red 3, X-Wings? Red 3 in yeah. New Hope is Biggs, right? Yes, Please it is. But, for, but Rogue-wise, what we know of Rogue 1 from the films, uh-huh. Wedge was Rogue 3. Oh. So is does that, that because call Biggs- sign... Is that because when Biggs died, he moved up the chain to be all right three? Two, he, wasn't he red two? No. Yeah, he was red two. Maybe he moved down the chain. Maybe he got demoted. Yeah. <laughs> demoted. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, Luke became rogue leader, so that did shift everybody over. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know. He's, yeah, and he's Wedge rogue leader, but. Luke? <laughs> but think about this for a minute. If he's a rogue leader, but his X-wing still has five stripes on it, so what's that leave you with? Hmm. Continuity error. No. All right. Can Rogue Leader just be anybody, no matter how many stripes they have? Or? I don't know. Uh, the next. Just two- wanted. I uh, just wanted to tell you guys real quick before we change the subject. In the book, uh, the Maverick Moon, uh, released in January 1979, Luke flies his. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you, come on, guys. Maverick Moon. Pull There's it out of your no, ass. Let's no. go. Come on. There's no 1979. Moon. There's no yeah, 1979. Maverick Moon book. Yeah. No, no it's it the no. book on no, no, tape. No. It's the Look record it up. player stuff. There's no oh. Maverick Moon book from 1979. Luke, <laughs> dude, I'll give you a moment. <laughs> Look it up. Luke flies his spacecraft right next to the moon and fires the zirconium ray. The moon explodes, but... But Luke's craft is damaged. But Luke's craft is damaged, forcing an emergency landing. There you go. So he, Luke is always crashing his moon. Uh, Luke is always crashing his X-wing. Tom, you're, you're, you're designated our new EU uh, specialist. Oh. Any yeah, EU questions will go right out. to you from now on. We could just add All a right. segment of story time with Tom. I'm sending you these. I've been thinking about that. I'm sending you guys a freaking link, <laughs> jackasses. Uh, next vehicle we're looking at is, I think, Probably one of the coolest looking uh, vehicles from the line, although I've never uh, never ha- owned one, is the Millennium Falcon. And the Millennium Falcon was a Sears exclusive, which probably explains why it's so hard to track one of these down and in, in complete. That's complete. That's yeah. yeah. I um, passed on. There was one I saw like about, well, almost 20 years ago for $100 uh, complete. Ooh. I think it had its complete. box. And I was like, no way. There's no way I'll spend a hundred dollars on a on a, a loose uh, vehicle. But I kind of 
I don't know. Maybe I kind of wish I would have. Jerry, you have this, so uh, your parents must have went to Sears and picked it up. My mom, yeah, we went to Sears a lot. My mom was always one of those get you know get some things out of the catalog sort of thing for Christmas, and um, so yeah, I, I had this, and oh, I really I really liked it. I mean, number one, number one is the only way to get an R two and three PO figurine, so that was great. So once I had this, you know, I pretty much took those two little figurines and plopped them right into Hoth because you know they're they're a part of that, or incorporate them into the the Death Star, whatever made sense. And you know, oddly enough, it's it, it's interesting how how similar this is to the three and three quarter inch counterpart in terms of mm-hmm. how the, the 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 top of it comes off. It's got the little clicky guns. It's got the same, pretty much the same way the ramp drops down. I mean, it's just doesn't have the There's the gun. There you go. It doesn't have the the, the chessboard and the uh, um all the little training remote. But I mean, it's uh it, it it's it, it's like somebody put the uh, the the three and three quarter inch Falcon in the dryer too long. Huh. Well, that's a not the 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 chess table isn't there. That's surprising. That's always kind of known as an iconic scene, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, but maybe by the time this one's were... very Empire themed, though. With the, ah, okay. Well, the way the figurines are shown, but I got gotcha. you. Well, also, the Empire uh, theme continues because it has one feature. The uh, original Falcon doesn't, and it's obviously because uh, this has the hatch that goes straight up to, for Lando to catch Luke. Ah, okay. So that's that's a, it's almost like an elevator feature where the top opens up and you can kind of slide this elevator up. Yeah, so I'm uh, Empire theme. There you go. I'm just glancing glancing eBay right now, and there's a loose one with box going for buy it now three hundred twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Wow, there's a uh, a sealed one going for seven hundred seventy six dollars and ten cents. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, you know, but some of the figures yeah, that came with it are still, a, you know, look a little easier to come by. Just the figures alone, but we're looking. Here's another one: seven hundred forty nine ninety nine plus ten dollars shipping. This is an expensive piece to buy in the second hand market. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's it, it's a little bit of a misnomer to say this is a Sears exclusive because the intention was that for Christmas of '82 mm-hmm. you could only get it at Sears, but in early '83 it did allegedly come out in very small releases because the line was dying. But like, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, if you look in uh, uh, Gus and Duncan's micro collection book, the one they show in there has got a Montgomery Ward sticker on it. Oh, okay. So. I don't think you you'd walk into a Toys R Us or whatever you know Children's Palace, Child's World, whatever you had around you, and just find them on shelf. But they did trickle into some other areas. But mm-hmm. I th- I think the prevailing thinking is is that if the line had continued readily in '83, this would have just been released like everything else. It just didn't get that far. Ah, I see. Okay. But still, that 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 was the primary way to get it, and boom, that's why I don't know if, I don't know if you. Were you just doing what was on eBay, or yeah, I was just glancing, completed, just glancing eBay. Did you do a complete completed search? Not yet. I'm, I'm kind of wondering how, what they actually sell for, because I would say a sealed one. That's probably about right. Five or six hundred is probably what I would have just off the top of my head guessed that you, yeah. you'd, you'd pay for one. That um that book that the Gus Gus and Duncan's um is it guide to uh Star Wars 
micro collection. Is that what it's? That's yeah, a, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to get that book. That's one of the few books they've done that I have not picked up yet. I hope it's I not know, too late. No, I think he, Gus has some extra. The uh, it was you know it made its debut around uh, Anaheim last year, and I remember by the time I got around to Gus and Duncan's table, mm-hmm. it was at the end of the con, and I was just strapped for cash, and so. Yeah, I was like, uh, I gotta come back for this. Okay, let's move on to the uh, the next vehicle, which which is also noted as an exclusive, um, at least by the Sandsweet guy that I have, as a J.C. Penney's exclusive. That would be the the evil opposite of Sears, J.C. Penney on the other end of the mall. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this That's was right. the uh, Snowspeeder. Do you uh, think the people who worked at Penney's went by Sears and said, man? They got the Falcon and we got the Snowspeeder. What's up? Yeah, I'd say Sears is the better time. end of the deal. I mean, the Snowspeeder is super cool, by the way, but come on, it's not Falcon. No. So tell us about the Snowspeeder, Jerry. Well, the Snowspeeder uh, continued in the uh, and this was to me, I thought this one was always the most delicate one because that that entire front of the Snowspeeder comes apart. It's, it's really just held together with two really thin pieces of plastic and. The one I had as a kid broke. In fact, I actually ended up having to kind of glue that front end onto it permanently to where I couldn't do the crash action anymore. I either had the thing permanently crashed or I glued the thing together and had it permanently assembled. So, But it comes with two pilots. Um, this game is kind of weird because pilots have like uh, the, the lap of luxury of the, of the amount of room they have to sit in. <laughs> so, I mean, they just got like a... Uh, this huge area they can sit in. They're not like sliding in there. So the the scaling of this ship is a, actually a little interesting, at least the width of the cockpit. But it, it makes it easy to get the pilots in and out, of course. But um, yeah, the main thing I would tell you it's similar to the, to the X-wing and the way you push that 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 button in the back, the thing comes apart. And it's uh, it's very fragile. So also had the uh, battle damaged uh, sticker option. Um, but overall, I mean. Obviously went great with the uh, the the whole hot world, and I, I had that thing blast the crap out of my ATST hundreds of times. And so was this like the Falcon, where this um, eventually trickled out to some other stores besides J.C. Penney? I'm not so sure about this one, although I imagine it was it probably had the same plan to go out, but I, I can't say for sure on this one. Ryan, do you have a um, snow speeder? No, I don't. I the, no. I, don't have the snowspeeder or the falcon like the falcon especially i wish i had but yeah yeah i happen to get the x-wing and the tie fighter just in like rummage sale lot stuff but never have come across these two is the uh so is this the snowspeeder just as hard to find as the falcon just the falcon's more desirable i have no idea <laughs> yeah I, I actually always thought the snowspeeder was uh, was easier to get um mm-hmm I mean, the the way I replaced my Snowspeeder, my X-Wing, years later, uh, there was a toy shop here in Cincinnati, um, the Earth, the Earth Collectibles, and I had just bought a loose X-Wing and a loose Snowspeeder from there, and they were mint, really excellent shape, decals applied, but the 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 pilots, the figurines, were in mint condition, and I paid probably fifty dollars for the pair. Now this was fifteen years ago. But you would never have touched a Falcon for that cheap. So, um, and the uh, the final official offering that we were going to talk about tonight was a mail away. It was uh, 
uh, free build your own or build your armies um, with two Star Wars micro collection proofs of purchase. So receive six unique diecast figures, three Hoths, three Hoth stormtroopers, and three Rebel soldiers. So it's just a you know a typical Kenner mail away. Uh, the offer expired January 31, 1983, and the the Hoth the uh, troopers look pretty nice. Are these unique from from the troopers that came with the sets then the mold the yeah i'm surprised they're not oh just, yeah i'm surprised they're not just uh, reuses of the the troopers that were in the the hot sets no everything uh, about the mailaways are exclusives yep yeah well that's that's nice and, and of course you get that super cool snow trooper with the ion cannon or um the e-web the, uh, the e-web thank you mm-hmm. i saw that that looks pretty pretty cool I mean, it, yeah. it, it's practically a paperweight. That one's pretty solid. <laughs> yes, that mm-hmm. thing would... You could probably knock someone out if you fucked that hard <laughs> enough. Is it just me, or do I seem to see these all the time, like sealed in baggies, like great condition and for fairly cheap? Is, it, is that true for everybody else? Or I think I've seen these in the past myself, yeah. yeah. There could have been a stockpile of them, because if people weren't buying these sets, who's going to... Yeah. Mail, you know, you have to have the proof of purchase from the sets in the first place to mail away for them. This reminds I... me of the overstock on the uh, the uh, survival gear <laughs> mail away. I think I... I picked up a set of these for a sealed for like five bucks or something not very long ago. So I got oh, wow. surprised. Yeah, that's well, pretty good. We ordered away for uh, several. I mean, I probably had four or five. I got one sealed, um, and then the rest of them. I mean, I had probably five or six of those sets or whatever. And I, you know, I, I don't think you necessarily had to mail away proof of purchase from micro collection sets though, either. So if there was well, just, it does say, I don't recall if he had, to, it does say, um, I've, I've got a, I've got the box for the, um, yeah, I don't have one of those in front of me. turret defense. Uh-huh. And on the back, it says, um, Receive your six figures by purchasing any two Star Wars micro collection vehicle or playset. Okay. Okay. I'll... And it um and it lists um lists the playsets Hoth World, Bespin World, or Death Star playset. Gotcha. Okay. Um and the proofs of purchase specifically do have the product, so this one has Hoth turret defense on it. I'm wondering how I got so many then, because I was what it was in my mind was is like. If just with all the action figures you had, were you just able to drop any of them in there? And, and maybe they just accepted well, anything, but well, uh, you know, yeah, maybe they did, or or you know, you since you had all the sets, you know, you probably had a good number of these. Well, uh, I guess with the, I guess with those vehicles, yeah, yeah. If it, so, it only it only took two, two. Yeah. Uh, okay, that would explain, yeah, because mm-hmm. otherwise, because I I didn't have them as the worlds. I I always had them as the got them as the separate pieces, and heck, there's. What did we just rattle through? 11, 14, yeah. 15 different uh, perfect purchases? Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And that's kind of where the uh, official release of the uh, micro collection ends. It died died at discount <laughs> thanks to people like me who didn't want it and Tom. Nice if job. the toys ain't buying, uh, or the, if no <laughs> one's buying, the toy line is dying. Yeah. Trademark. <laughs> put that on a put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Now there were there were plans to do more sets, um, and you can get a lot more information about this stuff if you go to the SWCA. Is it the, um, the SWCA.com? SWCA.com. Yeah. Used to be ToysRGus.com. 
and uh, let's we can go through some of this. Also, there's some nice photos of some of this, these unproduced uh, items in um, Gus and Duncan's Guide to Star Wars Prototypes. Has some great examples of some unproduced uh, micro collection sets and yep. figures. And also, I'm, I'm, I'm I haven't I haven't got my hand on their book dedicated to micro collection, but I imagine that book does as well. Jerry has it, right? Yes. Yes, no, it it it, it goes in depth on it. it's uh, uh, ex- excellent resource, absolutely. Yeah. So um, some of the sets that I, I that I just saw by glancing through the the first book by Gus and Duncan was the uh, Bespin Torture Chamber playset. Yeah. Um, yep. Now I'm is it is it that they just didn't want to release a toy that said torture on it? <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm guessing these were just planned for the next round of stuff, and the first one uh-huh. didn't sell well enough. So, mm. um, and then the Hothbach chamber playset. Yeah, that would have been cool too. Yeah, and then another one is the Dagobah playset. And while I can't find a photo of the playset itself, so I'm not sure if there was actually a playset designed. You can. There are the figures that were that were going to come with it. There's photos of the figures themselves. Yeah, there's there's no photos of any sort of uh, playset, but you've got the uh, Luke with Yoda on his back. Uh, I'm seeing of photos of it right now. Really? Of the Dagobah yeah. set? Of the yeah. playset? Yeah. Go to uh, if if use the uh, link uh, that uh, Jason provided in the email, and then uh, halfway down playsets oh, and yeah. vehicle prototypes, you've got micro collection unproduced uh, Dagobah playset. Yeah, there, there it is. is. Oh. Well, oh, that's nice. that's not in the book. Okay. There it is. It says submitted by <laughs> anonymous, so somebody has this that doesn't want credit. Oh, photo John Wooten. Oh, from the collection of anonymous. There you go. Right. Um. Yeah. Interesting. So it it, it is very much three and three quarter inspired, right? You've got yes. the handstand feature. You've got the you've got the is that supposed to be the cave? I don't know. It's his home. That's Yoda's home. And you've got the, uh, looks like maybe some levitating um, cargo crates there. And you got the R2 figure. So, yeah, very much a three and three quarter inspired. I, I, see, a, I, see a loss, I see a lawsuit coming with those, uh, with those trees, though. <laughs> yeah. Don't trip, Bobby. <laughs> right. Yeah, throw your little sister on the diggable playset. <laughs> um there's numerous uh figures also on the website you can look at i really like the the bespin torture chamber has the uh han solo and another chewbacca an ugnaught with the three po's uh lower leg a bespin guard um a second bespin guard the rest of c3po Looks like there was so. some sort of cave designed for the Dagobah playset because I found a picture from the collector's archive of a cave with a Vader and Luke. Clearly, there's there they they wanted to do more. Um, you know, I the market wasn't going to support more of this stuff though. Oh, Slave One that, prototype. That's the first time I've realized they had that. And and for Jedi, they had a Jabba dungeon playset planned and a Jabba throne room mm-hmm. playset cool. planned. As well as what what we talked about earlier, the uh, Emperor's Throne Room. So, all uh, wasn't meant to be. All winners, but uh, there you go. <laughs> maybe yeah, for cool. uh, maybe for Empire's 40th anniversary, plant some seeds in their head to bring the 
diecast micro collection back out. Awesome. That yeah, good be. luck with that. This is kind of a forgotten line altogether, though, the the vintage micro collection. When people talk about collecting vintage Star Wars, I don't think they seldom, I think they seldomly think about collecting these sets. Right. This is definitely overlooked. Yeah. I think these get less attention than even the uh, 12-inch vintage figures do. <clears throat> you might be right. I, yeah. Like you said before, Jason, I, when I was a, when I was a kid, I knew no one who had these. No one had yeah. these uh, Me toys. I as never a, saw. As a kid. I never saw one example of any of this stuff at you know. No one brought it to school or yeah. anybody's playtime at at home. Um, I'm kind of surprised. So, you think this would be like that aunt or uncle gift of well, they like Star Wars and they bought you know right that kind of thing. I, I don't know. That was. Yeah, and that was always my like my fear that an aunt or uncle or mom would buy me something from this. Well, we series. really don't like Timmy, so we'll just forget <laughs> about the figures and get him a crappy one of these uh, micro collections. Screw you, Timmy! Happy birthday! Um, looking at that photo that Jake posted um, really makes me want to get the rest of this stuff. I, I have <laughs> I have a few sets, but. Nowhere near what Jake has or Jerry. It they does look. Cool. It does even look impressive. And, uh, I'm sure Jake will post the picture, but uh, the 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 collection looks impressive. There's no yeah. You, no 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 doubt about that for sure. When it all look when it's all together, it looks awesome. No yeah. one of the uh, one of the dark paths that I I followed there for a little bit is that I tried to collect some of the more readily available but unproduced diecast figures. So. I had gotten mm-hmm. unpainted versions of the the two one B Luke and his underwear from the the back of the chamber. <laughs> um, oh, or some of the other ones like the uh, from the from that torture chamber. I got the uh, one of the Bespin guards and the Ugnot and Chewbacca with the C three PO. So I had I had several of these and um, I kind of it's kind of dumb, but I, I never could get my hands on the FX seven at a price I was willing to pay for it. So I ended up just selling off all the other ones <laughs> but for a little while i had all these setting up with all these unpainted versions and i was like oh wow i'm i might actually if i just get the fx7 and find that other 3po i'm good and just the fx7's can i ask expensive. what the can i ask what that one was going for at the time uh the fx7 i mean golly i guess i've seen it everywhere from uh Three to seven hundred dollars. Oh, wow! Whereas even the two, the two one B could have. I mean, heck, I may, I may have paid seventy five just for it. Um, well, the, I think the jump, I, jump, the jump from seventy five to three hundred is a exactly is a, quite a leap. Yeah, I'm not doing that. The thing about the FX seven too, you, you, you know, your mileage may vary based on the. See, he was die cast, but he was kind of like two pieces, and then you had the the arms were plastic that kind of went in the middle. So mm, okay. sometimes those prototypes had that, maybe sometimes they didn't. And I, you know, I would have been fine without them because I like the the Chewbacca that I have that had uh, that I used to have that had the three PO. The the backpack was a replica because I don't know if they ever actually you know produced any of those like they did the die cast figures. But the die cast figures themselves were legit. But somebody just made the little backpacks you could connect the two, which is really cool. So I don't know if the arms are legit or if you just, hey, if you found the die-cast portions of FX7, you're fine. I mean, somebody probably like Gus would have to probably take us through uh, what existed and what didn't. But, yeah, that FX7 was on a different plane. You know, that's very cool that you've been able to get your hands on some 
prototype pieces. I know um, we're, we're lucky enough to, you know, be friends and live near Gus. We've seen a lot of these pieces in person, but for someone that wants to collect a little something different is um, these figures that were released are readily available unpainted. There's yeah. a lot of pewter versions out there floating around. If someone wanted to get a uh, pewter slash, you know, ant to accompany their uh, painted set, that's a that's pretty easy. And, and, and yeah, in fact, one of one of the folks I bought from, like the two one B, he just threw in like three unpainted Han Solos from one of the regular sets. I have no idea why. He, I'm just I'm guessing he's swimming in like a hundred of them or something. Just as ah yeah, you take three and. I'll throw three of them. like he's just getting rid of them, but you're, you're right. Un, unpainted ones are are, are uh, if you want on eBay to look for them, you you could probably get some for a little five ten bucks or something. Yeah. And you know what I, I thought was a sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. I find it interesting. I've been diving into the SWCA stuff, and there was concepts mocked up for Indiana Jones micro collection as well as Superpowers micro collection. Oh wow, these are cool. And it's based off Star Wars molds too. Sure enough, there's rehash. A yeah, the beginning of the rehash. <laughs> That's funny. Batman is straight up Darth Vader, just yeah. instead I've of a lightsaber. Seen that before. That's awesome. I had never seen this either. That's why I was like, "Whoa, this is kind of cool." That's very cool. And you know what I think was um, the closest follow-up they've ever done to this line was, and we talked about it briefly. Uh, the Action Masters was kind of like, you know, once the Action Masters came out in 93, 94, that was, you know, to me, it was still Kenner packaging, full-on Kenner then. And so that's a, that's another easy line that a lot of people don't really, I mean, I don't think, you know, a lot of people give a lot of thought to, but it's pretty easy to come across. Yeah, those are, I like the Action Master figures. They were pretty cool. Let's yeah. see, there's two, four, six, eight. 10, 12, and one mail away. So that's that's yeah, pretty I, easy. Is the mail away a 3PO? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's technically three 3PO's because uh-huh. the they've it's all the same except the mail uh the mail away has a different base. But it's, it's all yeah. gold. It's not mm-hmm. doesn't have a wash or anything. Yeah. I uh, I found one at the uh, toy show a couple months back, still in its mailer for five bucks. It's kind of cool. Good. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a line that not many people care about. You know, technically, it's pretty much a vintage, you know, it's a vintage mm-hmm. in terms of toy, but of course, we know it's different rules when you talk about Star Wars. Not vintage. <laughs> no. I say, I think Tom's <laughs> going to argue with you on that. Uh... <laughs> Tom, did you fall asleep? Uh... <laughs> Um, when, oh, another thing I actually wanted to mention, but I forgot to, was the, the, the X-Wing fighter and the TIE fighter both were re-released with a special, um, in different packaging with a, uh, some kind of special backdrop. Um, huh. Like a yeah. cardboard backdrop. Yeah, I never yeah. had those. No, so neither did I. That's another variant you can search out if you're... And there, and there was a theme of that. I mean, the, a lot of the... Th- so, or at least some of the three and three quarter inch vehicles had very rare and hard to find today versions like Darth Vader's TIE fighter and the slave one. They had those cardboard inserts that were included every so often. Yeah. I've never, I've never even seen one, let alone, you know, of any of them. Um, Leonard, um, 
Leonard Chavez, a uh, uh, local uh, collector. He has, I know he has the one that came with Darth Vader's TIE fighter. I've seen that one at his house. Yeah. I, well, I didn't know it existed until I saw it at his house. Never, yeah, those aren't never easy to come by. So that's the uh, micro collection. You know, 10 years after this line ended, Galoob kind of took this whole concept and really ran with it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they just can, you know, Galoob was already producing micro machines and they just kind of mm-hmm. saw a way to, you know, um, branch into licensees and, you know, they, they started off kind of like um, the Action Masters did in regards to, you know, they had Alien Micro Machines and Star Wars and a few other lines. But Star Wars, as yeah. we know, super took off. So the, right. the concept of micro uh, worlds and little figure building was something that was still popular in the, you know, early 90s. But clearly in this day and age, you know, I just don't think the I don't think the micro world building is um, is out there for Star Wars um, or I'm I'm almost going to say boy fans, because it seems like, you know, you go in the girls aisles today and you have Shopkins, which is just hundreds and little pet shop. And there's lots of, you know, Polly Pockets. There's lots of world building little world building in um in the girl aisle but over in the boy aisle it, it, lego is about the only thing where they really do that didn't one of the recently leaked lists though from hasbro for some of the new product coming out doesn't it have like battle pod play sets that connect or something yeah but we don't even know what that is we don't right we don't know what that is but could that be some kind of micro world building sets coming out perhaps i would Maybe. Love to see it. The only thing we've known about battle pods consisting with Star Wars has been that arcade machine so far. So who knows? Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you, though, when when Galoo came out with those, uh, I I think they started off with those those little three packs of vehicles. And then you eventually, in 90, I think late 93, they they made the play sets. They had an Endor. I think a Death Star and a Hoth, and I bought them up because I was like, oh, wow, this is like Micro Collection come back. And to me, it wasn't the same because they tried to put let's, – let's take Hoth, for instance. You know, Every aspect of Hoth was all squeezed into one little yeah, kind of cruddy little playset. But the little figurines were cool. They weren't die cast. They were a little smaller. But I, I got into that at first. I didn't go past those first three sets. But then when they later did the action fleet, that to me really felt like these vehicles. You know, you had – about the same scale of the vehicles. You had those little figurines that were limited articulation, which didn't do much for me. But to me, I, I really bought deep into the Action Fleet vehicle line. And I thought that was a really cool, modern version of what, what I loved about the Micro Collection. Did yeah, the same. I, I agree. I love Action Fleet. And I think Action Fleet was really great until Hasbro acquired Galoop. Yeah. And then it really went downhill fast. They did okay for episode one, but then they basically dropped after that. There's a few episode two vehicles, but yeah, right. That's too bad because actually it was so cool. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and they and they've tried to revisit that multiple times. Remember when they brought it back out for Revenge was of the it? Sith? Yeah, was it Revenge, Revenge of, the, of Sith? the Sith. No, yeah, yeah. That, was, that that was a different scale. That they did it, yeah, it was, in Saga, right? They yeah, brought back some lines in Saga. Yeah, they, they, they brought back some of the uh, action packs for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some yep. new vehicles, yeah. and, and they brought AT-T-E back some old vehicles. And, yep. 
the vehicles that came out with the uh, saga for uh, for Attack of the Clones didn't come with figures, hmm. and that was a, that was a drawback I thought. But I feel I feel like they did repack some of it for uh, Revenge of the Sith, like the Falcon. Didn't the Falcon get repacked? Revenge Ooh. of no, the they, Sith. They created that new micro series. Yeah, that... they had. They, I think they repacked some actual micro machine sets, or they were like the same size as. The uh, X-ray fleet, maybe, is what I'm thinking uh, of, for some of the okay. ships. All right. Anyways, I think that's about going to wrap up our discussion on micro collection, unless anybody else has anything to add. It's awesome. Tom, you going to hunt some of this stuff down? No. No, <laughs> well, I'm not. No. It's vintage. What time uh, you been uh, quiet for a vintage show? I know, this is, uh, you know, I tried, and I, I, then I just gave up. You were far more talkative for Bendems. I th- well, I, I, don't hate the, the, I don't hate these, is the thing. Oh, okay. But I don't like them either, so I'm just kind of, I don't know, kind of Switzerland about it. The, uh, the, the commercials for some of these toys are pretty funny. I'll include some of them on the, in the show, but there's one where the kid's like, and they're really tiny. It's just the way he says it is really funny. <laughs> Introducing Bespin World, new from Star Wars Micro Collection line. 16 die-cast figures and action poses included. It's three play sets in one. Here's Bespin Gantry. Darth Vader's doing it out with Luke and Cloud City. Gee, all four of these figures fit one hand. Yeah, they're really tiny. I'll connect Gantry to Bespin Control Room. Watch what happens to Luke. Wow, Luke and the Alliance are really done for this time. But there's lots more action in Bespin Freeze Chamber. Hey, die-cast figures. Activate Bespin Freeze Chamber. He's frozen solid. I bet Bubba Fett can't wait. What a cargo. But Lando dropped his escape hat. He'll save for us. Boy, he better move fast. He will, but for now I'll snap in the freeze chamber. So it's the whole world of Bespin. Yeah. Bespin World from Star Wars Micro Collection line. Play sets also sold separately. Figures included. New from Keller. Um, I think my dream of, of collecting all of these has died tonight once I started investigating the Falcon. Yeah, that's because kind of scary. I did kind of I did kind of plan to one day have all of this stuff, but I just I don't know I don't know if I'll but the Falcon know, that, seems to go for so much. That that is kind of the exception though. I I feel like that what's what's nice about uh, the micro collection is that they're very uh, obtainable uh, aside from the Falcon. So if you had everything else and desperately wanted the Falcon to complete it, yeah, that's that one yeah. purchase. But you know, actually, probably about seven years ago, I did like a three-part series on micro collection for Vintage Viewpoint on Star Wars Action News. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and and you know that was seven years ago, so the Falcon probably wasn't quite that expensive then. Yeah, um, you drove the cost up, Jerry. Thanks. That might, yeah, I I, I I have that effect. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal, but I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but that was one of the comments I made is that uh, I mean the Bestman Gantry and the control rooms you could probably find. Excellent examples of those for twenty bucks. Uh, now, if you don't mind the figures just being a little chipped, or you know, if you want them to, the, to find the, the the figures sealed and like untouched, I mean, that might be a little bit more. But uh, everything else, you can probably find some decent version of it uh, affordably. Some, you know, um, I've got about four of the play sets, and some of the figures are a little chipped, but they don't really. It doesn't really bother me. The way they're displayed, the little the little chips here and there doesn't 
for me, it doesn't really take away too much. No, they're still great. Like I said, all mine are chipped, and I love them to pieces, and I think they display great. And, yeah, it's a it's a great line. But, again, I have a lot of nostalgia built up with it because I loved it as a kid, you know. So probably speaks a little more, um, you know, heavy with me than maybe others just now getting into the line. You know, if they people are really wanting to take on a micro line, I mean, those micro collection that was a huge line that Galoob put out, you know. Yeah, this is definitely more doable than the entire Galoob line. Mm-hmm. It's, Although I don't know. I don't think the Galoob stuff on the secondary market goes for very much either. There's some of it that's really rare. Some of the last stuff they put out for episode yeah. one is pretty hard to get. Plus, there's those book, uh, those, that second wave of those book figures. Yeah. And the, uh, the, you know, technically it's, micro machine era but that some of that later early uh action fleet stuff remember when they did the episode one um uh later episode one like ryan said but then they also did the concept ships yeah they had the oh, ship, those are crazy then, yeah some of those are just stupid prices wow i'm impressed i have all of those yeah, I didn't even get all those. There were, yeah, some of the top and, and some of the EU action fleet, like the E Wing and the Tide yeah, Defender. Those are oh crazy. yeah, that's right. Those the are those are expensive. And, and a lot of those transforming playsets, you know, like where it looks like a like a toy R two D two and it splits open to a playset. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Those um, that later on were a little tougher to get. So. Yeah, yeah. And the three packs too. The transforming small three packs. There's a there's a few packs out there. I think that may have been like. European only release. Yeah, there, there's a couple of those I didn't even know about till recently. I didn't think they mm-hmm. ever made more than what I'd seen. But yeah, maybe someday we'll get to that <laughs> show. I'd like to do an action <laughs> fleet show at some time. That'd be cool. Point. Yeah. This, uh, as far as covering vintage though, this is pretty much. I think this is the end of Empire Strikes Back. I think. Uh, yeah. Moving forward, we'll be into Return of the Jedi. Yay! Wow. <laughs> Tom so. starts his descent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're starting to see a decline already. <laughs> so, anyways, I'd like to thank my co-hosts tonight from IGrewUpStarWars.com, Tinkermudge and Tom. Did you just fall off your chair? Who just fell over? Tom. Yeah, that Tom, was me. Get back oh, up. So... <laughs> Are we done? Thanks, everybody. Good talking to you. Apparently, it's Tom's bedtime. Yeah. And and we didn't mention, and I feel bad, we didn't mention Chris B could not be here tonight. From JediBusiness.com. Wonder if Chris B ever had these. Hmm. Wonder. I, I doubt so. it. I don't think so. He was. He's pretty uh, staunch in all things three and three quarter. He didn't do a lot of these other sublines. Yeah, yeah. Might be right. May have been harder to get in Germany though too. Who knows? Or easier? Who knows? We'll never know since he wasn't on the show. We'll never know. <laughs> never. No one will ever ask him, and we'll just leave this episode behind. We will never speak of this again. No. <laughs> And from Collecting Cosmos, Ryan. Ah, glad to be here. I love love uh, micro collections, so it's been fun to talk about these again. When's the Bendem episode go, coming out? Uh, I submitted it to Jason, so whenever he wants to release it. Oh, okay. It already be out. It might uh, already be out by the time people are listening to this. All right, okay. I'm Tom, you're going to hate up. the beginning of it, though. But. <laughs> okay, well, th- that'll mean everybody else will love it. So. Probably, it's hilarious. <laughs> Just say I took some words out of context. Uh-oh. I can hardly wait. <laughs> it was just a matter from, of time. I knew that was coming anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
from forlomtzuckis.com. Can you still get there at uh, forlomkiss? Forlomkiss.com? For the, Does that still go there? Yes, you can. <laughs> All right. And also Toy Run, the weekly podcast. Jake! Pleasure, as always. And, uh, yeah, I uh, I love this line. And, Jason, hit me up. Um, like I said, I inherited a few pieces of this. I know Ryan needs a ATST head, but let me know what you're missing. You might be able to help. I see that Falcon, and I'm yeah, so for a while. You're not getting that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that snow speeder off your hands if you want to get rid of it. Uh, I have to – oh, the broken one? Yeah. Let me uh, – yeah. We'll talk. Sure. You're, you're safe with me, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and from Star Wars Action News, returning guest Jerry. Hey, once again, great being on. A lot of fun. And I, and I just got to tell you guys, I mean, overall, I, I don't miss any podcast you guys put out. Uh, the Toy Run's an excellent show. Really enjoy that. I'm glad to hear Collecting Cosmos has got a new show coming back. Um, and then, of course, the show we're on now. I mean, you guys you guys do a great job, and I'm uh, I'm thrilled to jump in there every once in a while. So next time you have a vintage topic, yes, Yes, we'll have you back. And uh, next time we have you back, we'll probably be talking Return of the Jedi. There you go. And that's it for now for Galaxy of Toys Podcast. This is Jason saying goodnight, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.